0: When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favorite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavors, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands. And Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L Y F E L I N ez.com to find out more now without further ado here is today's episode Yeah, i got to do that for me. <laughs> Technology and things. Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley and you're listening to the only, so by default, probably the best podcast about Shrewsbury in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you made a good choice today. Thank you. Uh, today I'm joined by, uh, is it Rebecca or Becky? Which one do you prefer? Becky, Rebecca? Uh,
1: Rebecca, if I'm in trouble. Uh, otherwise, uh, Becky, Beck, that's right, <laughs> fine
0: uh um and we we made mutual friends recently over over the this spot of amazing recent podcasts that we've we've been doing uh with camilla monk alex mccarthy uh, and there's, there's a collective of really bright minds that's come through and as a result of those podcasts i'm so grateful for that because we've had so much so much amazing content to talk about it and um I keep mentioning this now and Alex is going to think I'm, I'm I'm kind of turning into a bit of a stalker. I'm not, but she's kind of changed my life for the positive. uh, And I I love speaking to her on the show. Very,
1: very stalkable, very followable.
0: (laughs) I'm sure she appreciates it. Absolutely. Um, um, I've been having a good time with this because I'm finding a a new pocket of um, people to speak to in and around Shropshire. uh, And I feel like it's it's an area that definitely needs um, uh, sort of discovering you know and uh, so i'm really grateful for it and um becky thank you so much for for uh, for getting in touch with me it's um it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show um where where to are be
1: you yeah it's, it's <laughs> so thanks for having me on it's lovely so yeah
0: That's yeah, good uh where do where do you hail from originally where, where, where are you from
1: oh, i hail from the north sir. uh so i'm oh. from lancashire originally uh i moved oh. down to Shropshire about uh eight years ago um oh, wow. But yeah, just completely fell in love. Um, yeah, I think I think the towns are lovely, the people are lovely. Shrewsbury, especially, is just is just gorgeous. And um, and yeah, the countryside yeah. around here is, is wonderful. I mean, the countryside in Lancashire is you know second to none in in terms of
0: yeah. <laughs> it's vast, <laughs> but, isn't it? it's yeah. vast, and it is, it's nice and lovely there.
1: A lot I of countryside feel in the north.
0: absolutely totally. I mean, I feel like I don't know what it is about Shropshire because it's like. You can't say it's just about the countryside because, like you said, there's places up north, down south that have got amazing, like long runs of you can shout for miles and no one will hear. You know, you, you go up to the lake district, uh, the lake district, yeah, the lake
1: district. and that's it. You don't see anybody for miles, miles and miles. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it is lovely. I think, do you know what it is about Shropshire is that it's, it's so interconnected. So like I work in Birmingham and I can be there within 40 minutes. Um, but I can also be in Wales in 40 minutes and it's just this perfect little in-between spot where you've got access to, to the best of, of both worlds really. So yeah, I think that's, mm. yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. Whether you want to go to seaside, whether you want to go to London, Liverpool, whatever. We went to, uh, went to Liverpool, uh, with the family uh last oh, yeah. weekend and we were there in an hour you know and it was just great you know we just jumped on the train bar in liverpool and like you said you know it's just there's just so much going for us here um mm-hmm. and i feel like as far as like things like the arts and culture um in shropshire, especially in shrewsbury i mean I'm
2: yeah.
0: we uh we've been helping the shropshire music awards over the last few weeks so we were at the open the um the, the after party and I spoke to some, so many amusing, amazing musicians. So like Telford's kind of got that musical edge. Shrewsbury, I feel it's got that artsy kind of theater type edge. um So there's lots going for it. So uh, yeah, you felt like you've moved here and you, you wouldn't want to move anywhere else or you fell in love with the place.
1: um Yeah. So I- <laughs> I mean, my my specific situation is a bit odd in that, like I grew up in Lancashire, but my family no longer live there. So they moved down to Cornwall. So there wouldn't be really like a call for me to live anywhere else. Um, So, yeah, I think I think Tropshire is just like my adopted home where I was. I just found, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is, this is home for me now.
0: Um, (laughs) Cornwall, Cornwall, what a great place to go and visit the family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's quite, it's quite the trip at Christmas and stuff. But, um, but yeah, again, gorgeous landscapes just surrounded by them, aren't we? Um, And and yeah, it is is lovely to get down, down to the beach, uh, especially when it's not tourist season and you can go sit on a windy, cold, wet beach (laughs) in Cornwall I've
0: yeah. got, um, got a friend down south, and um, she, was, she was always telling me about tourist season and what it's like there, a tourist season. And with the the house share thing, the timeshare property thing that's going on there, mm-hmm. it's kind of all these rich people swallowing up um, properties that just sit there unused for eight months of the year, you know. Yeah,
1: just- Cornwall's economy, like their housing economy is a little bit whack because of that, um, mm. and the locals are not a big fan, no. <laughs> as you can imagine.
0: Yeah, because you've got these houses sitting there empty. These people aren't putting into the local economy. Yeah. going. uh, Yeah, I can see why they'd be a bit annoyed. And then it
1: raises the prices of everywhere else because there's less homes available. So
0: So if you're buying a house in Cornwall, people bloody use it.
1: (laughs) it. Live in it or rent it out like the rest of the year when you're not there, which I think Uh, a lot of people do there, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, So we're here today to talk about um, architecture and photography as well. Um, I see that you are you are a qualified um, landscape architect right is that right
1: yeah correct well it's it's actually a protected title so once I have my master's and then I can go do another test and then I will be a qualified landscape architect yeah
0: oh so you're not allowed to say it's a bit like being a doctor you're not quite a doctor you're not quite a yeah yeah that kind of
1: yeah so yes I do landscape architecture all all day every day um but it's i have to have somebody else like check the work and stuff still um and i've just written my first uh, lvia which is a 40 page document um which is it's a landscape visual impact assessment so it's essentially you go to a site and you say what you can see on the site um yeah
0: so you've for 40 got 40
1: pages oh my
0: god <laughs> So is this just a site where you're going to potentially possibly build something and you've got to look at the landscape Mm -hmm. and survey it as a visual? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah so you've got to make I mean it is really important so I know I jest but it is very important because otherwise people can build stuff sort of everywhere and anywhere and not consider the views they might not consider um, you know like other like how that sits in the landscape how that's going to impact everything else around it so Landscape is really important because it sits in the middle and it has it's like a middle cog between the ecologists and the architects and the engineers. Mm -hmm. And it it really like helps helps everybody else gather the information and and put it out so that, you know, clients can understand and um, councils and planning offices can understand. And yeah. It's very exciting. It's all very sexy. <laughs> it's yeah, it, it
0: is. It is part. interesting. Though. What is it you actually build though? Is it like summer houses, or is it like natural gardens, or is it making sure that I don't know? How does that work? What is it you do?
1: So yeah, this is where landscape architecture is a bit of an odd one. I know landscape architects uh, that have a that de- have a degree and a master's, and they're actually going to garden design. Like that's that's what they like doing. Um, but then on the other scale of it, you've got landscape architects like the firm that I work for, where we don't really do domestic. Small-scale design because there's just not a, enough money in it. They're the biggest firm in the UK, and they need like huge regional-scale projects. So, like housing estates. Um, we do a lot of work with solar infrastructure at the moment. Um, hmm. Yeah, we're talking like <laughs> hectares of hectares of space.
0: Wow. So, well, I live in a, a fairly a fairly new estate uh, in Sutton Grange. Mm. If anybody's listening to this from Sutton Grange, hi, um, <laughs> and. Uh, we have houses they're finished but the roads haven't been finished yet and i guess like things like housing estates and things that take a a huge amount of planning to make sure that you can build in those specific areas and it can flow the way it's supposed to and stuff yeah
1: Um, yeah it takes it takes years years to get through um planning years to get through design years to get through construction so it yeah it does take an incredibly long time to to do that the I think sometimes the the trick with it is that you get so many different people coming in at so many different times and people coming into a job and then leaving the job and um you know like too many chefs sort of ruin the broth a bit and
0: yeah yeah. yeah,
1: that that can be what happens in Mm. in some of the housing estates is that it's just this iterative process not being like always carried out very seamlessly so
0: yeah yeah in my estate, yeah. we'll definitely uh test for that because uh, <laughs> we were just doing trick or treating a few days ago, my little one round, and
2: mm.
0: like, I'm sorry, but I don't mean to be rude, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be rude. I don't care. It, it, the, the paths and the, the the curbs around here, like Beirut, it, honestly, is terrible. Like there were broken up curbs and bits of uneven path. Like they, have, they need to finish the streets. Yeah, after, you know. Uh, I guess that's coming. We have to be patient for another maybe five years. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I just think it's. Um, I think oh, it's sorry. really interesting when people can look at the land and know exactly what they're 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 looking at. And you know, um, on the flip side, you know, you've got archaeology ar- and architecture. You know, our, I've, Nigel Baker, we did uh, we produced some um, audio tours around Shrewsbury. If you walk around Shrewsbury, guys, and you see like. They're like a pinky blue circle with a QR code. There's a few in town. There's one by the train station that leads up to the castle. There's one outside St. Mary's, one on top of the cup. They're they're everywhere. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them I did with Nigel Baker, who's one of the most well-known archaeologists. Um, And what he'll do is if they're going to dig up something, he will go and survey it and make sure that they're not disturbing anything historical or whatever. But he can walk through town and be like, he can look at a flat car park, And know exactly what's underneath it by looking at it because of the years of experience that he's had and with you i guess you can look at a field or something and be like yeah that's not going to work this might work over here i just find that That really interesting
1: (laughs) um yeah i think i mean archaeologists and and certainly heritage um officers like they're incredibly um good at what they do um and we actually had um a lady from the heritage department within the company come and give us a talk yesterday and it was really interesting to hear all the things that she has that she's had to deal with, like listed buildings and getting buildings unlisted or what to do with a building that was listed, but then burnt down and like all of the, the, the just the complications that they, they have to deal with or um, yeah. Knowing, knowing uh, just by looking at a field like, Oh, okay, we're going to need to dig some trenches and these are the best places to dig the trenches. And then sometimes like they <laughs> she was telling us a story about like the first shovel that hit the ground. They, they were like ah medieval wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. We found it. <laughs>
0: so what happens in that circumstance then? Can you just like you have to go you can't build on there, that's it. There's it sits there. Or does it have to be um, So
1: it's excused. not my area of expertise. Um, but mm. yeah, a lot of the time like it, it depends on the council and what they decide. It depends on the importance of the schedule. So obviously the HS two is a very controversial topic, um mm. and has cut through I just yeah, a lot of a lot of different um sites of significance so i think they cut down a 300 year old oak tree or something Um, yeah i did hear about this it's one of the oldest trees in the
0: uk or something
1: like that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and we're like oh could you literally could you just (laughs) but just going around like that would cost more millions so you're like okay but then yeah they've planted three new i think oak trees um because they cut down one and then i think they think that oh well that's good enough but in terms of like three six week old ones instead (laughs) yeah it just it's just like the trees don't trees don't work like that (laughs) like till till they reach a set maturity they're not actually going to sequester any more carbon than they'll emit so it's you know it's sort of like breathing it's it's really interesting when you get into the life of trees that's uh perhaps another podcast though the life of trees (laughs)
0: that would be great actually i genuinely i'd love that you know i love to to to, to cover all kind of grounds with the, the, the show we had extinction rebellion on a while ago and i know they're getting a lot of flack for what they're doing um, but i wanted to give them a voice I, i've got a place where people can talk about what they want to talk about so i was like if they want to talk about yeah. something let's let them talk about it and you know I, I don't agree with some of the stuff they're doing and how they're doing it but at the same time i agree with why they're doing it um, yeah. maybe we should get them on again that'd be really cool yeah. <laughs> anyway i i I digress um oh you know i was talking to to camilla monk a few weeks ago amazing lady um and she saved a a derelict house and um there is a building um just around the corner from theater seven and it looks like there's a group of really old buildings around it and um it's part of the old key i think and i think it's derelict but what they're doing is they're building scaffolding in it inside it and i think they're trying to save half the building and then modernize Mm. the other half um and i just thought that was really really cool how they're trying to breathe life into this new into this old building by making it new as well i don't know
1: yeah I mean, pretty- Sometimes it's not the most cost effective thing to do but it is I think saving that value is is quite well, it's quite noble isn't it I think mm. personally I think it's yeah it's quite um it's quite a wonderful thing to do and it's quite magical but um yeah big fan of uh, Camilla Monk we actually did a um architecture ventures um talk uh on tuesday i'm sure she probably tells you about it but
0: yeah i was meant so to be had... there i was meant oh, to be really? there yeah I, the problem i had with and i'm I, i'll apologize on the show but she's told me not to think more <laughs> on it. Either. but i was meant to be there but um i work night shifts and so i'd just done a night oh. shift and it was yeah. a particularly grueling shift and i was, I was very tired and i, I, I was kind of like barely safe to drive home if i'm honest mm. um uh, so I would have been no use to anybody. I would have turned up and would just fall asleep in the corner. So I, I made the choice to go home <laughs> and sleep. Um, I, I, I think was have bored you
1: with landscape architecture stuff. You'd have been right off. Oh, Deepest, most restful sleep.
0: <laughs> no, but I, I, things, like, I find like, things like that is fascinating. but be like, did you what? Just... Oh my God. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Big, huge shout out to Camilla. It was one of the the best yeah. podcasts we've had for a while. Make sure you guys check out architect ventures on, on um, Instagram. Um, yeah also you you are uh you're you're a person of many talents um you're not just a, a you know landscape architect you're also a photographer as well
1: right yeah so i um i'll be honest i'm really bad at drawing so i um i've been a very creative person my whole life but it's it's a struggle when you feel creative but then don't have like the output ability that you want um So I got into photography because it enabled me to capture the world and to capture beautiful things or or kind of like, yeah, see it from a different perspective and show it from a different perspective. Um, So, yeah, I found photography really, really powerful and enabling for me for that reason. And I think I I started out when I was like 16, 17, taking pictures of bugs and flowers and stuff. (laughs)
0: Very Darwin esque. I like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just, I had just this secret little hidden world that we kind of like. If we noticed insects, it's because they're irritating us, or um, or they go by very unnoticed. Um, I thought I just found them fascinating. They're gross a lot of the time, guaranteed, but, <laughs> but kind of fascinating because they were like, you celebrate a butterfly for being, you know, a beautiful little creature, and then and then actually you get you get up close, and they're like. Little fuzzy aliens with pretty wings, but like the rest of them's like the tongue and the antenna and the
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. they are. And, and you know, you look at some it's when they're all when they're all hairy. I don't know why that's weird to me, but like you look at an ant yeah. really close up and they're like really hairy, and you're like,
1: whoa! But it's only in, like like <laughs> weird places, like they're more hairy around their knees and stuff, and you're like, oh.
0: <laughs> well, why as you a thirty-six-year-old guy, and... it's
1: so weird. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah that's that's how I got into it. Take pictures of flowers as well because again we we celebrate um flowers and I hope that this is okay to say but mm. a flower is a sexual organ. Like that's mm. that's the you know the plant's sex parts and then we give them as gifts to each other or to say I'm sorry here's some plant's sex parts. Um so I find yeah. it just really interesting that our like our culture and our perspective of flowers is that they are these beautiful delicate things and actually it's plants um, getting a bit horny um, yeah. and I like taking it's... pictures of them up close because they look they look weird like the colors are vibrant but then they've got these like stamens and stuff coming out everywhere and you're like wow it's so weird so yeah
0: I got <laughs> I, l- I got into I the weird it. and wonderful I, there's a, a, a video that went viral a few weeks ago maybe oh, right. earlier in the year and it was the bee that fell asleep inside the flower you see that and he, he woke up and it was like and then he just flew up
1: <laughs> that's, that's actually one of the things that i do when i'm having a bit of a down day i i literally google bumblebee bums because they fall asleep inside flowers and their little legs are poking out of their little bumblebee butt stuck in a flower it's amazing honestly it it's sort of like the corgi um corgi butt fetish that we all mm. have as well like it's yeah. it's
0: so cute so yeah but you know what? This this world is quick. It moves by so quickly, and it's really hard to keep up sometimes. So mm. being able to just slow down—not just slow down, but kind of zoom in a little bit, you know. Let's that's, let's look at yeah. this tiny little universe right here, rather than mm-hmm. everything else that's around here. Um, it's it's good that because not everybody can can do that. Weirdly, you know. Yeah.
1: You know? Well, it's very easy to get distracted. I think it's very easy to get swept away in the current of climate affairs or you know your own personal um world of drama and everyone's you know got got stuff going on in life and then we've got things like the news to to sweep us away yeah. with panic and fear. so i think the ability to just to just take a minute and pause and think it's very liberating to feel like do you know what none of it really matters in the grand scheme of things none of it matters that you might be looking at a bumblebee who's you know who dancing around some flowers or something and, and it pays no attention to you Does it, it just doesn't care it's in its own world it will live for about six weeks if it's a honeybee or a you know it, and and it just gets on with what it needs to do it has a great time doing it and then and then it's sort of got, but that's a really liberating feeling I find like <laughs> It, but, yeah. it is
0: it is um you know I was, I was around family member family members last night just last night um my boy had a a, a, a disco halloween disco at cub uh, Cubs, oh, no. and um yeah. they had the news on and i couldn't like walk into the house and be like, yo change the channel i ain't watching this garbage you know uh, but i sat down and like i was just like what like the news makes me so anxious just to see it I, he's only on for like 20 mm-hmm. minutes and it's all yeah. like, the world's on fire you're all gonna die da, da, da. And I'm like this is terrible like this is what they're doing to people not just daily but repetitively throughout the day if you're throughout the day TV. that's it
1: yeah because it's not just news at nine there's news at eight there's news at nine
0: there's a yeah. like a chilled news at 10. BBC news on We just watch it all day <laughs>
1: But do you know what? The really, It really does bug me, though. Like, they'll have the news and it will be, you know, like some children died in a house fire or like some poor woman is, you know, ended up on the side of a motorway or something and her body's been found. And you're like, oh, my God. but Arsenal won 3-0. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. What? Isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to rain on Tuesday and Arsenal won 3-0. And that's what you follow up that way. <laughs> like, what? I think the way that we deliver information sometimes is so broken, and like it just
0: yeah,
1: like there's there's no it's such a dissonance. That's what it is. There's such That's a disconnect why. and dissonance.
0: That's why escapism is so important. It really is. And that's what the Shoes for Biscuit is designed to be. Something positive, something friendly, and sort of like a welcome into a a slice of someone's life. You know, I like that. And, you know, we did – I'll play the clip now. I was going to save to the end. But, like, this is an example of how I like to stay away from – I spoke to a politician just yesterday, uh, but it will have been released as this goes (laughs) up. He's a lovely guy. His name's Alex Wagner. (laughs) He's <laughs> he's in he's in Bellevue. Uh, he's twenty years old. Twenty years old. Oh wow! And, um, I, I I mean, I, we were talking about how he shouldn't be such a big deal. It's funny, but that's all I've talked about. But I've got, I think he's got a great head on his shoulders. And I wanted to do that thing. You know, when they go on the news and they, the mm-hmm. the uh, the the news anchor will just attack the politicians and they dance around the question. Well, I gave yeah. Alex the task. Um, I, it was a really good sport. I wanted to throw him a subject, and he's got to dance around it. And we had this conversation, and I was just attacking him. And um, this is how he did. Do you mind if I just play this? It's only a couple of yeah, minutes. Yeah, go
1: ahead. Go ahead.
0: So this is Alex's response to um, his opinions between Porgs from Star Wars and Baby Yoda as well. So here we go. This is his clip. It's really cool. Okay. Hot topics. No game. Okay. Um, mm. And these are completely hypothetical situations, guys. No yeses, no noes. No, no, no. Just like, I want to try and get an answer out of you. Don't give me an answer. Just try and just try and fan it away. Right. Okay. Okay. The first one is, um, so we saw a, a tweet that you, you tweeted a few days ago saying that you hated Porgs, but you love baby Yoda. Does that not make you a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to star Wars and the merchandise they make? I
2: mean, who, who couldn't love baby Yoda? I mean, uh, you know, we all remember seeing that on our Twitter feeds, a few, but,
0: but, but surely, surely oh, I'm going to do it in the style of that as they do it on the TV. Well, really surely, surely style. if you, if, if you like baby yoga, Yoda, and you are complaining that Porgs are just, just a way of Disney making money, are they not the same thing? How can you like baby Yoda?
2: But I, I've always been absolutely clear about my support for baby Yoda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, but uh, you know you have of one. You know a complete disdain for one thing and one love for another. Surely you should like porgs as much as you like baby Yoda. Yoda, that's what I've I'm saying. I you said
2: Yoda. I've always been absolutely clear. I've always, uh, you know, made my views abundantly clear on, on the issue. Uh, I don't. I, I don't see. What is it about porgs? Going.
0: What is it about porgs? Are you are you anti-porg? Is that what you're trying to say?
2: No, B- baby Yoda's got some very sort of distinct benefits and positives. Uh, you know, I think that's really what we're trying to focus on here. That's that's kind of our issue. That's what if, we're taking if, up. If,
0: if, if, if baby Yoda, Grogu, and a group of porks were in a, in a boxing fight, who would you want to win? Tell me, who would you want to win?
2: I mean, it's uh, I don't do hypotheticals. I don't do hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. I love that. Sorry. <laughs> Though. yeah maybe i'm not cut out for this alex maybe this isn't this isn't the no, line you did of work. really well I mean, you did really well you, I, you stood I, your ground i was like are you anti I, pork because <laughs> a yes not anti pork <laughs>
0: i do like porks they're, they're quite cool I, I, I didn't understand the hate at the time i was kind of like well they're fine and then you see chewbacca with what looked like a roasted pork <laughs> above the fire and you're like oh, oh, i, I remember, remember seeing this at the time yeah 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 <laughs> chewbacca loves porks um <laughs> so there we go i mean we could talk we could talk about these topics all day and just make them a little bit fun do you know what i mean i think that's what the news the the news needs alex whiteley that's what it needs just to jazz it up a little bit
1: it does if only to take the 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 mick really like you did such a fantastic job you both did that was that was really amusing yeah yeah um controversial topics as well oh
0: Hogs and Baby Yoda. I mean, they they were controversial at the time. Um, They
1: were. I don't know why, but they really were. I don't
0: know why, either. the Disney trying to make money. They want to put
1: them on for the cute factor. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when you first pick up a camera... And you start taking the pictures of, of wildlife. Um, what is the reaction to the people around you? Do you get a positive reaction, and do you feed off that, or is you just go out on your own adventure and you don't really care anyway? How does that work?
1: When I take pictures of wildlife.
0: Yeah, at the beginning, yeah.
1: Um. Well, I still, I still do. Um. And the pictures that I take are kind of just for me because I just, I anticipate that no one is as interested in mushrooms as I am. Um. On account <laughs> of like that' mean direct feedback. I'll show my friends. Oh my god, look at this mushroom I found, and they're like. Yeah, huh? If it's Paul
0: Stamets on your end, he might be like, oh my god, that's amazing. He's like the mushroom guy, isn't he? Paul Stamets.
1: He is, but again, controversial topic. Like, you're not, if you're into Mm. mushrooms, you're not allowed to like him anymore. And I don't actually know why. And I'm scared to
0: ask. Mushroom (laughs) gatekeeping now exists. I just, wow.
1: I've seen people go, like, why does everyone hate Paul Stamets so much? And then they just get absolutely berated online. I'm like, do you know what? I'm not going to ask. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not really been important enough for me to go and research as to what, oh. what like, what he did to get kind of cancelled. But I, mm, mm. I don't know. I like mushrooms on my terms, but I do get some odd luck sort of foraging around on the forest floor, like or like I found. Um, there's a woods near me, and they have a really good management scheme where they will like cut down a tree that needs it does need cutting down, and then they'll leave the tree there because it's sort of like the whales of the forest. So if you're familiar with David Attenborough's like life cycle with the whales, so. Mm. Yes, the whales of the forest, the trees. Um, And as they're rotting down, they attract all kinds of fungus, and it's really cute and fun and weird and alien. Um, So, yeah, I like to get in and and take some pictures. And you end up doing, like, the splits on a log or something and and getting in there, and you do get people walking by like, is she okay? (laughs) 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 <laughs> Shall we call for help? <laughs> this lady looks like she's escaped from somewhere. No, I
2: get those looks like... when I'm
0: doing my, um, my selfie sort of vlog stuff with my phone. I'm kind of like, hey, yeah.
2: guys. My... Oh, <laughs> I hate that
0: stuff. It's so cringy. But at least you're...
1: forget to get Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> terrible, terrible.
1: So, yeah, I do get some looks. And I've uh, been out on shoots with ladies before who have been um, less less close than the usual dog walker um and we d- again we get some looks and uh, usually quite um quite a few giggles as well and people don't tend to stop they they do you know tend to move on quite quickly but you know it gives everybody a good giggle even the lady like uh, herself Will i always keep to be to be very clear i keep a robe very close so i'll we'll have an item of clothing that they can wrap around very quickly if someone does come along um but yeah I think it's, it's quite liberating actually when it does happen, because then that's the worst case scenario. And once you face the worst case scenario, on one of the shoots, like, and it's absolutely fine. You've got nothing to fear. So, uh, yeah, we do get some odd looks.
0: It's weird, isn't it? How sometimes humiliation can result in liberation, you know, is that it's kind Mm. of like, well, do you know what? I don't care. (laughs) I've already had somebody, you know, do this to me or react that way. And I don't care. I'm doing what I love. So I'm just going to carry on doing it.
1: Yeah. yeah. it's it's that recognition that you, you have all of these fears and anxieties and actually they're completely irrelevant or ungrounded and the worst case scenario in this situation because you you still feel like it is a risk. Um but then you you're faced with this is the worst thing that could possibly happen is somebody stumbles upon me and I'm in my bra and knickers in a patch of um bluebells and <laughs> 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 um, it's happened and and then actually afterwards it's been like well do you know what that was the worst thing that could happen and it's and it's absolutely fine so don't know
0: what i was worried about for a guy that's got a bit of a gut on him um and by the way i'm happy with who i am so don't, don't feel like um when my going, when i'm not necessarily going to walk out to the car topless wherever you i live around these people i don't want to scare them off their breakfast i'm aware of the effect i may have on people but ultimately i don't care right mm-hmm. um but I'll, you know when i go abroad on holiday yeah And kind of like that first moment where you take your top off and you think oh my god people are gonna look at me but that first moment when you realize no one's looking at me, no one really cares it's just like oh that's a that's a lot yeah. better," you know and then yeah uh, and
1: that's and that's it and i was about to pull you up on that like let's say you went to the car shirtless yeah why is it that you feel anybody cares you're not going to put them off their breakfast but why is it that you feel like anybody will care
0: I I don't know, and this is this is something that I wanted yeah. to bring up because I feel like there's a lot of there's a, there is a lot of focus, good focus on you know I know that there is absolutely um, both men and women uh, need to embrace who they are and what they look like, you know, and there's there is there's lots yeah. of positive movements on that, um, and this is why I really really was excited to speak to you today because Lilith. Um, on, on instagram your 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 project your 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 company here the, i love it so much oh, and if you. no i do I, and i saw it straight away yeah. and i thought this needs to be spoken about so guys while you're listening to this, You can just like nip onto Instagram while you listen to this. If you listen on your phone, Uh, if you're Mm -hmm. on Spotify, it'll keep it playing in the background. Do it now. It's fine. And type in Lilith, L I L I T H um, onto, onto Instagram and take a look. And this is a collection of photos of women. um, Absolutely embracing nature and themselves as human beings and in a beautiful, beautiful way. And I think yeah. that the whole nature and the uh, the body liberation and positivity marries up beautifully in that. So, mm. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's an odd thing to do, to go out into the woods and, and take clothes off. Um, and just to be clear, like, we don't always take clothes off. So a lot of them are done in, you know, nice, fancy dresses. dresses that make It's all tasteful as well. And confident and, you know, like, full of life and fun. It's a good excuse to get dressed up. Um, yeah. And I think after COVID as well, we all like a good excuse to just, yeah, to wear something a bit more special than pyjamas <laughs> or <laughs> stuff just around the house. In, you know, like, yeah. Um, so. So the the reason that I thought like it would be perfect to do in nature is just because one you're happiest when you're surrounded by trees. Like again, we'll do a, a, the life of trees podcast another time, but it, it genuinely mm-hmm. does have an impact on your heart rate and your mental health and, and all of yeah. Like um, but even if you've got your shoes on, just being around trees like it makes you feel more relaxed. It releases endorphins. Like we evolved as a species intrigues trees and around them like they make us feel happy and safe um, on a very deep and subconscious level that you like we're just not able to to actualize sometimes but there's nothing more natural than being naked out in the woods like that is the most natural state of, of man and woman like you could possibly have and everything else we've we've built is sort of it's lovely don't get me wrong I like life and and the tech and the you know nice food and stuff um and definitely the warmth of a house that's fantastic but the most natural thing you can do is is run around the woods naked <laughs> and yet that's that's the weirdest thing at this point in our society that you could possibly do like if that was somebody's hobby running around the woods naked you'd be like, mm. <laughs> well it's all just good to have in um
0: when you come up with this concept um as a thing that you were going to do um and you maybe i guess you had a circle of friends um that you're like i'm going to do this thing can you help me out what was the reaction you got from your friends family etc
1: um (laughs) i did tell a couple of family members i think it made my dad feel a little bit uncomfortable he was like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't quite quite sure on what to say to that and I think at the time as well I'd um initially I'd started it more as a hobby to be honest I'd started it more of a just a personal journey like I've um I've hated my body like a really long time and you know I I'd had children and then looked back at pictures where I you know I was 18 or 20 and hadn't had children and thought I was gorgeous what was I complaining about like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Why did I feel fat? I mean, I remember feeling fat from the age of about eleven. Yeah. And I wasn't. Like yeah, I was actually like underweight for a significant part of my childhood. Not because because of anything, but just because that was the national average and I was uh, my mum used to call me a skinny melanky long legs with umbrella feet and I was like, Thanks <laughs> 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 great. <laughs> um so yeah, I think I've always felt very very self-conscious and I'm not alone in that like there's so many women that there's just this this focus on on you being a valuable person because of what you look like um and you have to have oh it's such a fine line between having big boobs but not too big because otherwise if just by having big boobs you're therefore over sexualized um and then you want a nice bum as well but not too big because you want a thigh gap but also big enough that someone else wants like to have it, but also a thin waist, and then also like a really long, you know, like um, I don't know, <laughs> Jane Eyre long neck. You know what I mean? And then and a, like a lovely little clavicle, but massive. But you just can't have it all. You just there's no. If you describe all of our ideal parts to a body, and then put them all together, they'd look insane. Like they'd look like an alien. And
0: I um, I'm a huge fan of. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. One of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, nice. And one of the characters in there, they create the, so the actors, they create these people that are just not real. They're just, just horrible people that yeah. often get into funny situations. And Dennis is one of the guys that he's a narcissistic sociopath who has this really disgusting image of what women should be. And I remember yeah. there was a, an episode where he's drawing a woman and he's <laughs> <laughs> completely unrealistic, like tiny waist, massive boobs huge ass, uh you know blonde blonde hair all this, all this kind of yep. thing and everybody's kind of like what is this image that's going inside your head it's just insane isn't yeah. it, what, what, what people think like um,
1: what body type is is that like it's just it's completely unrealistic and then it's it's just it honestly devastates me to see women um not have the the tools that they need to be able to feel happy about who they are and it's it's never going to be good enough and this is the the message that I try and get out is that you you are good enough as you are and if you don't learn to accept that on an intrinsic level like that's that's a decision you need to make on the inside because you can't validate that outside like everyone else has got the perfect hair color the perfect eye or skin color everybody else has got this the, the right size boobs other than you or you know i wish my legs were longer i wish uh, you could go on for forever oh my my nose isn't exactly perfect and you know if i could just have this thing you know it, it's never going to be good enough
0: um, um I've got to until tell you. you decide i got to tell you, there's a very, very small margin of, 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 guys out there that think that way. Most guys appreciate women for the, for the real looks. And I'm, I'm turning this as a guy who knows other guys that there's a lot of us that we like, and it's not even for that you women, the way you look are not to please us and our eyes I'm not, don't put me, I'm not, not gonna. not going to,
1: you're absolutely right. If, if your body <laughs> is aesthetically pleasing to somebody, great good for you <laughs> like not even good for you good for them that they like looking at you fantastic but it doesn't like that's not that's not your point to being alive and i think that this is very um very much echoes of of the past of of women essentially being kind of like cattle like you are only valuable to me for what you for what you look like and in making sure that I can have children and the problem we don't live in that society anymore I was going to say the problem is that's not a problem (laughs) we don't live in that um in that society currently in in our country there are places in the world that still do um and it's it's... go on sorry
0: I said I agreed I said of course yeah
1: (laughs) yeah um (laughs) we still have so many of the this rhetoric that it's it you know, like to be the perfect woman, to be the best version of yourself, to be you know, you have to be desirable. Why?
0: You don't. Yeah, well, you just gotta well,
1: be No. You could be so... you. If somebody finds you desirable, that's without that's not in your control. Like you could be, I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Some people find her sexually attractive, some people don't. She but kind of reminds she, like, me of like, Big Bird
0: a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you see what I mean though? Like some people, she'd be the fittest human being on the planet. Beyonce, I mean, another gorgeous woman. But some people are like, nah, not my bag. You can't play. So if if Beyonce isn't good enough for some people, how are you going to expect everybody that you meet to find you attractive? Yeah. If somebody who's built their career on not just their looks, but a lot of it is on looks. Um is you know it's an unwinnable battle so don't fight It's is
0: my point I, again i find the the i don't know chemistry and 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 how sort of the minds sort of meet up and that for me is 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 really mm. important and in a day-to-day and i'm not like i'm I'm a happily married guy i love my wife to bits she's a goddess to me right but um yeah, when yeah. i'm going out and i'm meeting people and and you know especially at like this you know this kind of thing if we're gelling really well, that to me is is such a an, an attractive thing in 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 a, in a professional way. You know, I feel like I, yeah. um you know because I feel like this is going really well. Uh, yesterday, me and Alex that went really well. Uh, the Alex McCarthy yeah. thing was amazing. I was a bit of a train wreck halfway through that because I was kind of like, oh my god, this one's amazing. Like, what? But you can hear there's a moment when my mind snaps, and that's because <clears throat> Alex was just that guy. But like, I feel like um there there is a there is something really nice about being able to confidently breeze around mm-hmm. your day uh get the job done in a, in a in a calm and relaxing manner and i feel like that's all about co- confidence right it's, it's got to be self-confidence uh a feeling yeah. about right in the right person with the right in the right situation hmm.
1: yeah i think i mean well what what is confidence that's the thing mm. and i think a lot of us spend a lot of time thinking about okay well what what is confidence and a lot of the time it's just fake it till you make it just just fake it do it everyone's making it up everyone's making it up and I think for me confidence comes from doing um confidence is a byproduct of doing something that you you know what you might not feel qualified to do you might feel like you have a conversation with somebody like Alex and they're completely like what <laughs> you like I don't I don't know what to say to that because I I've not I'm not prepared enough I'm not on this level and whatever it is you know like you go to work I'm not qualified enough I'm um whatever it is just do it try your best you know what you might not succeed That that's fine like you can try again no one's going to stop you trying again um and it's just the confidence comes as a byproduct from doing something that you feel scared of you you've got to be brave and then the confidence is your reward afterwards like it's it's not this tool that you need to do something i think that's yeah. where we get caught up like I get women telling me all the time, "I'd love to do a shoot with you. They look amazing. I, I would love to, but I just, I just don't have the confidence. I don't know how you have the confidence." I'm like, first off, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I get nervous. I get anxious every time I do a shoot, and like for myself, so that I'm firstly not asking women to do something I'm not prepared to do uh, myself. I feel like that would be deeply hypocritical. Um, but also it's you know it's good content and i can show women like look this is a real body i've had children i have like curves and and there's one picture i posted of me and i it does it fills me with anxiety doing it because i'm like my body's not perfect i still have that rhetoric in my head that i fight um, and i think it's like there's this picture you can see and you can sort of see some of my back fat but it's from the front <laughs> I'm like god you can see the fat on my back from the front that's insane like oh <laughs> oh god okay do you know what no we're not listening to that voice we're gonna post it <laughs> we're gonna post it anyway and do you know what immediate fear got like over done that's so, the, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen is someone's going no one even notices i noticed nobody else notices
0: let's see it it must it must be like um an instant com. A recharge of compassion, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going through this liberating experience yourself. You realize the benefits. So you know that your client's going to enjoy the same um, experience. You know, somebody's going Mm -hmm. to have a shoot with you go away and be like, Oh my God, that's amazing. I've never, and you know that I'm the, the, body image is something I, I do deal with an awful lot. You know, I, I, I'm, yeah. a guy, I've got, i I've got a gut on me and I, I, I see pictures yeah. of me in the press, <laughs> especially I did. Um, I think at draw at the museum It was drawn with a uh, Sheree Gerard. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, and, uh, there's lots of pictures of me interviewing people and being around and there's one, like there'll be like a side shot where my gut's just kind of, yeah. Like, but like even then, I'm kind of like, do you know what? I don't care because I was Fair. enjoying myself. I made a good product yes. and I made people feel happy. Yes. So I don't care. Um and me, I'm, I'm hey, chatting with... So
1: Here's the question for you. Okay. Is it more important what's more important to you? How something looks or how something feels?
0: Oh, how something feels for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But I
1: think um, we get so caught up with how things look sometimes. But it's it's how it's how something at uh, the time how something makes you feel like that's what's what's important and it's even when you look at a picture it's not what that picture looks like it's how that picture makes you feel at the time you're looking at it so um, I always encourage that with ladies is th- to get caught up on well what dress should I wear what underwear should I bring and I'm like well what do you feel good in bring what you f- <laughs> and it sounds really simple bring what you feel good in bring what you want to wear it's not about how like and i think this is how a lot of photographers work is is sometimes that they have um an image in mind that they want to capture and they want to go to this this specific location or they'll stay in this studio and these are the lights they'll use and this is their look and their brand um and i think that that that's a fine way of working but the way that i work is um i mean outdoors you're going to get different looks regardless because the light settings are different and the canopy covers different so i understand that there are going to be um differences in the images that i produce it's not all going to be one sort of flavor but i quite golden glow
0: of summer it's not always going to be like that i get it yeah yeah
1: it's um there's going to be there's going to be differences in the shoots and i think that that's that's important and it's it's that's the point, is that they all do look a little bit different. So it's not about recreating stuff for me. It's about coming into that moment at the shoot, making sure that you feel happy and you feel comfortable. And honestly, like more than that, like I want at the end for you to feel like a goddess, like the, it's the most incredible and most powerful thing that you have done, hopefully that day, that week, potentially ever. And and then walk away with that, that gorgeous feeling of, do you know what? I have nothing to worry about, and I could take on the world because I ran around the woods naked for an hour. Um, I forgot the original point to that, but um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best um, thing about these podcasts. We can we can go. It's fine though. I, and,
1: I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it's about it's about how things it's about how things feel and capturing the the original essence of that moment and and the person that I'm capturing it's not about what dress you bring it's not about make sure you do this pose because this is my favorite pose to have people and it's about what feels comfortable for you and what what do you want to do
0: is it is, is there any sort of like um key phrases or, or or key sort of scenarios you may build up in a client's head to get them there to sort of empower them because I guess you got to be Maybe there's a, a situation to say, all oh, right, you're, you are a powerful woman. You're a, you're a wonder woman. You know, you're a goddess. Let's go. <laughs> Is there something you say to your clients?
1: Um, so I don't know if it's very consistent, but I do say things like, um, because I, I want to take pictures of women where they look powerful. If they look sexy and someone finds them sexy, then that's great. But for, for me, it's not about, um, taking sexy pictures of women. It's about, it's about power. It is really about um, confidence and and that. And like that is sexy as a byproduct. But I find that a lot of photography, um, especially like gym photography or something, it can be quite, um, either the women are very looking, very assertive and and dominant and that's great. Or they are very submissive sexual in their posing. Um, And I try to make sure that the pictures that I take are never women looking pretty and you know, like oh my goodness, like submissively. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Um, Again, lots there was
0: of- <laughs> there was, a, um, there was a, a gym chain recently. I've forgotten the name, and they definitely deserve a shout. So I feel bad for forgetting the mm-hmm. name, but they were using. And I, I use this term just so people understand, not in, in a nasty way at all, but they're using just average normal people in their in their press com- campaigns. And like, okay. you know, there's this older guy over a gut on, on a thing and I'm like, yes, go man. And, and a girl, um, she just looks like you have your normal girl. In, and I was just like, yeah. And she, like, this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. We've only got 10 minutes left, which i <laughs> uh but like body shaming, right? On social yes. media. If I catch any of my friends or family body shaming, anybody on social media I, I i will remove you off my facebook page. i hate that so so much you have no right going into going to someone's head and destroying them that way um mm-hmm. like like we mentioned earlier in the podcast like uh, nobody's body is there specifically just to uh, please you aesthetically that's not how life yeah. is
1: and likewise um, so, it's not there to offend you either
0: like
1: no. somebody can just exist and you cannot take offense at that it's and, it's
0: pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote to the, I wrote to the gym uh, company and I said, well done, you know, cause I thought it deserved yeah. recognition, but the comments on the, those, those campaigns were just horrible, 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 horrible. Um, so yeah, mm. I, I hate that sort of stuff. And you know, I was, I was going to mention about, you know, the Instagram era we sort of live in right now, but I guess like, yes, it's magnified at the moment. Instagram and everyone on Instagram tends to be perfect, you know. And you know what? I do p- post my best moments of the day on Instagram. It's kind of just natural. Sure. I'm like, oh, I was really pleased about this. This is how it looked, you know. Um, but yeah. I feel like we've always had that. We've always had that. The, 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 the Stepford Wife thing, you know, back in the day. The the, the, old, the old car magazines and, you know, some, yeah. some, of, some of some of the most grotesque adverts come from, like the 50s and 60s, where women are just subjectified. Um, so we've always had that. It's always been a
1: thing. 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I think um, the sad thing about body shaming is that the the it's it's such a projection of, of yourself. It's like nobody feels completely confident and happy about themselves and feels the need to shame anybody else. Like that's in the history of humanity it's just never happened. Like if you're taking to needing to insult somebody, to need to comment on somebody else's behavior or body, it's because you have this very deep sense of self-loathing at some level like it's it's complete projection i don't feel good enough about me and therefore i need to to raise myself above in some way um and it is awful that it comes out in it's, yeah in such a very damaging and negative way that yeah. it can be like mocking or berating
0: um it, but this is why we need meet people like you to offer a space where people can go and feel powerful and this is why um, as yeah. soon as you message, because like you messaged me uh, a week or two ago, and you sent me the link from Instagram, and like as soon as I clicked it and saw, it, I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, yes!" I need to get you, you. you on the yeah. show right away, because um, I do, I do feel like not. There's a, there's a picture I really like, and it's actually on your website, on your contact us. It's in the gallery as well, and it's mm. a blonde lady lying in a bed of uh, bluebells in a, in a, in a pink dress, and she just looks. Oh, okay. <sighs> It's it's more the fact that she looks so happy and relaxed. Yeah. I love that. So and she's I think glowing she was talking as
1: well. About uh, she is um she's a gorgeous lady. Um she does a lot of pageantry and I think she's a PT as well, actually. Um but I think if I'm not wrong, she she won the face of Britain. Um oh, really? which is really cool. I know. I'm like, of course you did. Why wouldn't you win the best face of in Britain? That's quite an award. Um, so I felt Maybe very I grateful that. I the best voice
0: of Britain. Hi, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think I could. Uh, I'd, I'd win the best back fat, <laughs> be like sit from the front. Oh, you end.
0: would, for sure. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Own it, girl. So, yeah. Own it. So yeah. So she just she would not and could not stop smiling that whole shoot. It was really, really wonderful and really really powerful and she'd um because she's done pageant circuits she's actually done quite a few shoots um and most of the photographers have been male and most of the photographers have been very direct in what they'd like her to do on a shoot and she's um she, yeah she's she's a woman of god um and she doesn't feel very comfortable to do a lot of those things and bless her she turned around to me in the middle of a shoot and she was like Becky i'm so sorry i'm really sorry she's almost in tears but I was like, what's wrong what's wrong she was like i just i just don't feel comfortable enough to get like to do the naked ones. I was like, yeah, "That that's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> please don't feel like, like I, I want you to be happy. I don't like, I don't need you to be naked. <laughs> I need you no, to no, be no. happy. and You
0: confident. get naked now, lady. You get naked.
1: <laughs> now, <yeah>. <laughs> Bless <laughs> those, like just sat there worrying, like, oh no, Becky's going to be so disappointed. And, oh, I'm not yeah. naked. I don't need oh. you to be naked. I need you to be happy. I need you What's to be, you."
0: that picture there I'm, I'm 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 conscious can i share that on the screen would you mind if i share it i don't know uh it's, sure,
1: share, go
0: ahead but, yeah, yeah, um where oh well, they've moved the button present <laughs> uh share screen uh this one here here we go let me share it look there we go boff that's the picture oh, the
1: which oh yeah that one yep yeah
0: you see that one. yeah that's the picture i like i think just because i mean the the if you if you <laughs> if you guys are just listening to the podcast this is going to go on youtube too so uh, you can check it out um uh, yeah. but yeah just the way she's glowing and smiling and just feel so you can see yeah. the confidence oozes off her. that so that's really good
1: yeah so nice. it does i think um, um it's quite difficult to take um sometimes pictures of what we consider culturally as a more Attractive woman, um, and I had this crop up with with another woman. I've started doing group shoots as well, and it was um it was an oversight on my part actually, because I, in my own rhetoric, think people have st- still you know like a better body in some way than than me, and it's it's a difficult one to get completely out of your head. As as body positive as you can be, you're not perfect. You <laughs> know, you're still a human, um, so it can be quite difficult to take uh, to take pictures and get. Um, feedback sometimes from from women like Lish who are absolutely stunning and then you think well what could you possibly hate and it's it's been really an enlightening journey to recognize that no matter how beautiful you think someone is that's not their reality and that's not what they see so regardless of what mm. size you are what weight you are like what color your hair is what color your skin it like it, nothing is ever going to be good enough until again you decide it is but it's recognizing that everyone is entitled to feel that the way that they do about their own body and and recognizing that I'll actually I'm doing the same thing by projecting my views on onto another woman so yeah mm. it's it has been a really good learning journey for my, for myself and for for people around me. Um, yeah.
0: I would, um, I would definitely encourage doing something like this. If you are struggling with confidence issues Uh, Mm -hmm. and you know, I was going to say, I was going to flip it as well and say like, if you are ever looking at Alex Whiteley, you're thinking, Oh my God, he's got a right butt on him. I think I'm fabulous. All right. So I don't care what you think.
1: You are are fabulous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I come in, I rock it and I walk out biscuit guy did it
1: (laughs) beauty standards change so much um, and they flip-flop back and forth between what is the the ideal woman and, and the ideal man um and I think, yeah, if you go, if you go back in time, even slightly, you can see that the body types changed so much and, and so quickly. And it's to be honest, the, the ideal body type is more closely linked to how wealthy you are than it is to things like survival or, um, you know, what I mean like actual yeah. things that might that might matter and might yeah. on a biological level drive you to um, to fancy somebody. Um, it's got a lot more to do with wealth nowadays than it
0: i think than it ever has which is really interesting i've got, like uh, i mean this was really good insight and i'm glad you you brought that up because um i i threw a thing on on facebook before we did this and i put like i'm doing yeah. an interview and we're talking about posit- body positivity has anybody got any comments on it and um gareth thomas who is uh, we work with with rocking horse media he put that during, during the, the pandemic he put videos of him shaving his head <laughs> and uh chris shirk good friend of ours as well um said uh, shaving my head recently was actually really good for my mental health because i was getting super insecure about my thinning hair i look years yeah. lot younger without none at all um yeah. and uh there's also there was also a comment here from rich carter one of our listeners in australia very good friend of ours and he shaved it I, I i was shocked to see this picture of him with a bald head last time i saw him he had a full head of hair yeah it was a serious issue for guys um uh, rich you look amazing yeah. by the way and i'm 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 a i'm a, a follically challenged fella myself and i know i know the struggle I these love guys are follically
1: through. challenged
2: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: but again yeah i, I wear hats because i love hats right but it's nothing to do with my hair actually do you know what that's a lie if my hair's growing a little bit longer <laughs> and you can see where the, the hairline and stuff i don't like that but because that's because i like to look tidy uh i like to look groomed yeah um yeah. but i feel like embracing that who cares what people think there are certain issues yeah. um, especially in america that people come up with um one is height I can't believe that men get berated because of how tall they are. How can someone be taller? Like how can someone be like, yeah, I'll work on how tall they are. Thanks for bringing that up. Cheers mate.
1: That, that no, it's, that's a huge thing. Like there's, um, I've been on the dating scene, um, in the past couple of months and that's, that's one of the big, the big questions. Like, and I didn't understand why people were asking me how tall I was for a long time. Um, and I could see on men's, uh, bios on, on these dating programs that it was like six foot, don't worry. Or, um, not putting their height up at all but it, that generally happens to be men that are shorter than six foot um and you can kind of tell how tall someone's going to be like from from the pictures from the scale and stuff so i'm if like
0: I can barely Ooh. get their chin in they're like they're like this
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly like it's it it's never really been a big deal for me so it was quite a shock to see that it is actually a big deal for um for some women, they'd they put on like their bios, like it's you have to be six foot to to get on this ride or something, and I'm like, oh, that's not healthy. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs>
1: first off, are we um, a ride <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just a a very strange concept to me as a guy who's been married for nearly 10 years like i've never been i haven't been in a dating scene for a very long time and i don't think i would cope this day and age because it's
1: not it's not a fun place to be no um so i was married for five years we were together for eight um and i think yeah between covid and kids and stuff things just sort of um they just weren't working out so um we both went on uh, the dating scene earlier this year um and, and yeah, so it's it's been a very odd experience because I've never used a dating app before. Ever does that either. make you
0: appreciate Lilith more than that, more than you know now than when you first started doing it as a, as an empower empowerment tool?
1: Um, because it's uh, not. I guess because I've gone dating. I don't think. I don't well, I think they're dating. Love- yeah
0: i guess when you when you're dating and you especially when you put on what, I, I, I don't know how these app, but when you i guess when you put pictures of yourself on on these apps um yeah. you are you are opening yourself up to to uh people to look at you and judge you by your looks um yes I, i've realized we're running short on time i'm sorry i'll try and wrap this up quickly
1: no no uh, that's basically. okay don't worry
0: um I guess like because now you're dating and you're putting yourself through that Lilith and what you do with the photography, it kind of it, mm. it gives you a superpower, I guess. You kind of, I think you mentioned that on the website as well. It's a superpower, you know, being able to feel that confidence and, that, you know, I look great. I'm going to own this. Yes. Sorry, I swore. Yeah. Like, yes. You get what well, I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? So when <laughs> yeah. you're now dating, you can be like, no, it's fine. I don't care what you think. You know?
1: Yeah. Going? I suppose like there have, uh, there have been moments where people have, um messaged and it's been um y- y- abusive um <laughs> and I guess it's oh, been God. sort of water off a duck's back because I like it it hasn't it hasn't bothered me in the slightest so there's there are unfortunately always going to be people that will um if they don't get what they want from you um and yeah they're going to be mean about it and heathens. so I think that Pardon?
0: I said heavens
1: reasons yeah I'm just I was thinking of this one specific guy that messaged and said that he loved my bum and I was like okay great and then then when I wasn't interested in hooking up which I'm you know I'm not like that's that that should just be like what do you want I want this what do you want I want this if it aligns great if it doesn't no bother um but he he turned a bit um abusive and was like um, yeah, then he started wow. calling my ass fat and stuff, and I was like, "Well, I thought was swiped for that." Like,
0: <laughs> I think, I think when you realize <laughs> that, that <laughs> uh, when you when you realize that the the world is full of idiots, I think it makes it easier to to sort of get by. I mean, I was I was looking at this um <laughs> a story the other day that because uh, Kanye West or Yay is losing a lot of his uh, endorsements because of his behavior, that oh, okay. um, there's there's a group of his fans trying to they're doing a Kickstarter or a fundraising campaign to try and make him a billionaire still.
2: right? And I'm okay. like,
0: when you've got people like that, that are just a little bit, you know, you're kind of like, I don't understand this at all.
2: When you realise no, there are no, people, it, lots
0: of people like that, and yeah, it just makes um, it, it easy. Well, they,
1: they sure. did the same for, I think it was Kylie Jenner. And then she posted that she was like the youngest self-made uh, female billionaire ever. And you're like, if you took crowdfunding
0: from. Not self-made.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no <laughs> not self-made. That's not how it works. and if your dad's rich you're not (laughs) self-made
0: yeah Oh, man, do you know what? I've enjoyed this so much chatting with you. I feel like we could just, we could do our own spin-off podcast. We should do it.
1: <laughs> I yeah, it. Like, I'm, I'm down I to do that. So I want to do um, a Lilith podcast um, next year. So I've started planning some episodes for that, um, which will be completely centred around body positivity. And, I mean, there's so many different avenues to go down in in that, like, self-love world. There's so many different things it affects because your your view of self and how you Cope with the world is is an internal thing that affects everything else externally around it. Like it's it's the middle piece puzzle, and y- yeah, you can't then not have things ripple effect. So
0: it- yeah, I think that would be amazing. And I, you know, yeah. I've, I know I said I'll help you out. um Absolutely, um I'm well up for for helping you out with that. And um, <laughs> well,
2: I'm speaking awesome.
0: to Aaron, Aaron Child at the moment um, of from Highly Flammable yeah. and uh, My yeah, Painted yeah. Life. Amazing guy. So- um,
1: go on sorry i'll let you finish but then we'll come back on to aaron if that's okay
0: yeah that's fine yeah, yeah. um we're we're talking about possibly running some workshops uh, for podcasters yeah. and he's okay. like oh well, you're the guy you're the you're the biscuit guy and i'm like okay all right fair enough um so i'm writing <laughs> since... that on my phone <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Look, you're the biscuit
1: guy got it yep I'm the
0: biscuit guy um and um um, I said I'd write a few things. And one of the things I was thinking about last night, I struggled to go to sleep because I, was kind of, I had all these ideas running through my head. Yeah. Um, And I was like, you know, I, I'd i like to start off with some sort of thing about, you know, um, some of the biggest audio producers in the world. You know, you've got like Kevin Smith and Chris yeah. Moyles, one of the biggest DJs in the world, and Alex Whiteley. The three things we've got come in common, we're kind of fugly. You know, I don't care. It doesn't matter what you look <clears> like doesn't matter do what you say, look like
1: you've got a face for radio oh, yeah,
0: okay. face for radio <laughs> but it doesn't matter because i make no. good stuff and i know i make good stuff so there's hope for everybody uh, so that's that's kind of like what i'm if looking at
1: anything like, to you, i think you've got a face for tv so don't
0: worry Oh, bless you <laughs> well can you tell my listeners where they can follow what you're up to uh, especially the instagram it's amazing
1: yeah, absolutely. So I have um, I have an Instagram. That's probably the best place. It's the place I'm most active. I do have a Facebook page, but um, I don't know. My Facebook app just doesn't give me notifications properly. So um, <laughs> I'm a little bit slower to respond on there. Um, so, yeah, you just want to follow Lilith underscore body positivity um, on Instagram. Um, and from there, I've got a link tree. You can connect to me on Facebook or my website. Um, and you can also buy tickets to a gallery that I'm going to be doing with Aaron Child at highly chemical studios i know (laughs) i was like oh yeah um yeah so um his girlfriend's name escapes but um they are both yeah they're both just absolutely gorgeous um went to see the space and just um do you know what it was even It was less about the space and more about them i just completely fell in love with like their energy and um what they were trying to achieve and wanted to um support them as much as they can you know like help me by finding a venue to host a gallery so um yep, yeah, imagine movie style gallery like fancy dresses and cocktails and I'm gonna make like little um I don't know this is how fancy it is it's, it's fancier than I am I'm like little hors d'oeuvres and things you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I don't even know what they're called are they entrees or are they hors d'oeuvres I don't know like tiny little food. nibbles
0: you know, that's what we call them <laughs> used to call them like, nibbles
1: yeah Pointlessly small food I just like because it's fancy and because it's funny Um, and then we're going to have yeah the ability to actually take pictures there so everyone that buys a ticket will get a free picture um, of yourself draped you know um, sexily across a chaise lounge or something in your fancy dress Um, and yeah so it's going to be a great night and it's to celebrate Lilith being yeah one year in the making from from february is when i started the business so um so yeah it's going to be like a wild night so please do buy a ticket come along because it's it's going to be great um to have people there um Wonderful. obviously the it's date? not What's a huge the, space. The
0: date of that again
1: that's february the 11th thank you i just said february didn't i just yeah, just fine. wait fine. outside highly flammable studios for the whole month
0: all of february <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll eventually
1: <laughs> yeah um i love that and then that do you know, it's funny actually I think you've got the same sort of like um I don't know ADHD brain that I've got it's sort of like two o'clock in the morning you're like I need to do something um
0: so crazy I,
1: it's just a curse <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a curse but it's also a blessing because you're like okay the other night I couldn't sleep it and I was sleeping over at my friend's house and uh, yeah like I, I couldn't wake her up and like do you want to chat <laughs> it's 2 a.m so i decided you know what i'm gonna write a book so i started planning um a book that i'm hoping that will come out next year in september um and it's yeah piecing that that ability to to be able to love yourself and have have a relationship with yourself um because do you know what you are going to be in lots of different relationships in your life and i don't mean just like you know a sexual relationship i mean friends and family and, and those relationships link, yeah. are gonna come and go and they'll change like The relationship you have with your wife now isn't the one that you had you know 10 years ago it's a different relationship you're different people but the relationship that you have with yourself is guaranteed the only one that you have the whole life like you have to wake up with you every day you are the one that like you're the one that's there in your hard moments you're the one that's there to support your major successes and and you know be the proudest of of you that you can be like that's that's the most integral and important relationship you'll have and that's the one of the only ones that we never really talk about we never really get coached on how to have that so I want to write a book on again not qualified to but I'm gonna do it anyway (laughs) I'm gonna write a book on on how to yeah how to have that relationship with with yourself and
0: you know what you're very much welcome to come on the show and talk about it when you do I've you (laughs) know what I I, I always explain (laughs) like the shoes of biscuit as um an opportunity to walk around inside somebody else's head and your head is an amazing place to be. You're working on this thing, you've got this thing, you're a landscape architect nearly, and you've got these things going on. You want to write a book. Like I thank you so much for yeah. letting me take a holiday inside your head today. And I hope the listeners agree as well. It's it's an amazing place.
1: It's definitely a city break, isn't it? It's not it's not a relaxing <laughs> holiday. It's um <laughs> ding, 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 ding ding. Yeah. I love it. I love no, it. Love it. Thank um, you so much for having me on. It's been wonderful to yeah, to hard. talk to you and, and chat and yeah.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'll help you with the podcast when we can. Um, guys, I want to um, give a shout-out. There there's something I saw. Oh, God, we've got time to do this. The the Bird Box yeah. Coffee. Um, the, the, the reason why I want to bring this up is there's a little tiny space at the bottom of the, the uh, market hall in Shrewsbury, and it's 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 um, opposite the Loopy Shrew, and it's this tiny little space, and there's, like, vendors and, like, a little arcade machine and stuff in there, and it's just this tiny little space. And I just thought, I wonder what they could do with that. That's a bit more thing. And what they've done at the uh, – the, um, the the the, uh what's it called the the bird's nest up in the market hall they've taken Mm. it down and they've created the bird box it's a tiny little thing where you can go and grab a coffee on the go and i think that's really amazing i just think that deserves a shout out for the creativity because i've always wondered what they could do in that tiny space so well done Mm.
1: yeah good sometimes your biggest constraints are your biggest opportunities i find so yeah that's that's really cool yeah
0: well, um, Becky, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. And my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you guys are wonderful. I appreciate every single one of you. Um, the show has just, oh, it's just exploded over the last few weeks, which has been amazing. But uh, it's it's been like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, there's more and more people coming up to me and saying hello, recognizing me from the show. The the listenership has gone up like a lot of it, I think it's about 300%. Um, yeah. And it's just, that's it's
1: insane. just. Gone. Congratulations. Like, yeah, thank so you.
0: But what I've had to do is I've had to, to leave. I'm not doing the radio anymore. I've had to yeah. cancel Inglorious Bar stores another podcast I do. Uh, I was working with um, Intune Radio, a local thing, which I can't do anymore because there's a lot of work that goes into that. So my focus yeah. is solely on the biscuit right now. So there's lots of good things coming, guys. So thank you. Keep up the support, and uh, it will be paid off in dividends. Right, we better go because we've run way yeah, over.
1: Wonderful. No, thank okay. you so- <laughs> <laughs> You're only keeping I me from work. It's fine.
0: Amazing. Well, stay behind after the um uh outro and I'll say goodbye to you properly. But thank you so much for joining me, yeah. Becky. Thanks thank for listening. And we'll catch catch you guys next time. Peace
1: out. Bye.